Hi everyone, my name is Hannah Taylor and welcome to my podcast, The Eccentricities of Life. Today I will be answering the question, what is a psychopath and how are they prone to having a criminal history? To put it simply, a psychopath is a person with a mental disorder causing them to attain certain traits, which are also known as callous and emotional traits, according to the article Psychopathy. Examples of these are shallowness, impulsiveness, and having a lack of empathy and guilt. They are extremely self-centered and make rash decisions for the thrill of it. Because of their inability to feel emotions, which we'll get into later, they will commit dangerous actions to feel adrenaline or any sensation possible. This type of behavior throws them into trouble with the law, creating their criminal record. Background. It makes sense that psychopaths have existed since the beginning of time and all around the world. There are many forms of evidence to back this up. The article, The Criminal Psychopath, History, Neuroscience, Treatment, and Economics goes into depth into the world's history on, history on psychopaths. For example, Aristotle's student, Theophrastus, was likely the first to write about psychopaths, calling them the unscrupulous. These are people who lack the ordinary connections that bind us all and lack the inhibitions that those connections impose, which simply put means people without conscience or empathy. Greek and Roman mythology show evidence of psychopathy as well, one of the most well-known psychopaths being Medea. Additionally, the famous Shakespeare wrote about psychopaths. The Yorubas, an indigenous tribe in Nigeria, called their psychopaths Aronikon, which means a person who always goes his own way, regardless of others. Finally, the term psychopathy comes from the German word psychopastiche, which literally translates to suffering soul. Causes Causes of psychopathy can be a person's genetics, their brain anatomy, or environment. Taking a deeper look into the science behind psychopaths, they are impaired on certain behavioral inhibition tasks, tapping into the orbitofrontal ventromedial cortical regions of the brain, which is located in the front area of the brain. It is believed that these dysfunctions correlate with an attention deficit which may be another psychopathic characteristic. Psychopaths have a dysfunctional conscience. This, in turn, is a result of their impaired ability for a self-assessment, which the article Conscience as the, rest, as the Rational Deficit of Psychopaths asserts, is why they do not make genuine moral judgments and why they are morally indifferent. In the article Conscience as the Rational Deficit of Psychopaths, it is claimed that the problem psychopaths consistently ex- exhibit and experience moral self-evaluative feelings is caused by problems with self-reflection. By that, they do not hold themselves accountable for their actions and believe that they do not deserve to feel feelings of guilt, according to a Kantian conception of conscience. These attributes psychopaths have lead to their unusual behaviors like self-centeredness and being dishonest and undependable. They also lack the ability to love, only pretending to love when it can be used to their advantage, have empathy for others, and feel guilt. In situations where normal people would be upset, psychopaths are calm with no fear or anxiety. They gain people's trust, and as soon as they have control, they begin to lie endlessly. Diagnosis There are various ways to diagnose a psychopath. The gold standard for diagnosing psychopaths was developed by Hare in his publication known as the Hare Psychopathy Checklist Revised. It includes scoring criteria, comparison tables, percentile ranks, etc. to judge a psychopath's level of psychopathy or how extreme their case is. Another checklist titled Callous Unemotional Traits Measure Measuring one's callous unemotional traits includes criteria such as does not show feelings or emotions, feels bad or guilty when he or she does something wrong, is concerned about how well he or she does at school, and consider of other people's feelings. Criminals. Not all psychopaths are criminals. However, 
Their rash behaviors and consequential actions incline them to having a greater chance of criminality. According to the article, The Criminal Psychopath, History, Neuroscience, Treatment, and Economics, psychopaths are increasingly more likely than non-psychopaths to be imprisoned for committing violent crimes and to get an early release using their deceptive skills. Also, a psychopath's environment growing up determines whether they will be a criminal. In the United States, 93% of adult male psychopaths are in jail. Revealed in the article what psychopath means, studies indicate that 25% of inmates meet diagnostic criteria for psychopathy. Not so surprisingly, in the article Psychopathy, among convicted killers, more than a quarter could be considered psychopaths. I'm honestly shocked that isn't a larger number. Here, I will list some of the most infamous psychopathic serial killers who fit under that 25%. Ed Jean committed murderous crimes from 1945 to 1957, collecting women's bodies by either murder or grave robbing, then using those bodies to decorate his farm or make clothing. Ted Bundy was a charming man who no one suspected of murder. That's why it took authorities several years to catch him, all the while Bundy committed at least 30 murders across the United States. Elizabeth Bathory, a noblewoman from Hungary in the 14th and 15th century, tortured and killed over 600 young girls. After the murders, she would drink and bathe in the girls' blood in an effort to retain their youth. Treatment A common myth about psychopathy is that it is untreatable. Because psychopathy can be such a dangerous mental disorder, there have been countless studies and attempted cures for it. However, there is no cure for psychopathy. It is treatable, however. Psychopaths commonly don't feel the need to receive treatment, but it could mend their criminal behaviors, at least, if it is not possible to change their core personality traits. Additionally, the article, Does Psychopathy Differentially Predict Treatment Seeking During Incarceration Versus Post-Release, claims that psychopaths are less likely to seek treatment due to their deficiency of emotional distress and their inclination to believe their behavior is not problematic. The primary reason psychopaths request treatment is so that inmates can manipulate their way into an early release. Tests were done to determine whether or not psychopathy was related to treatment seeking and whether psychopaths would seek treatment post-release and both concluded negative. Inmates were more likely to seek treatment during incarceration rather than post-release, probably to receive an early release date. In conclusion, psychopaths aren't very common compared to the number of normal people in the world, but when looking at mental disorders, it is rather common due to the large number of people who have it compared to other disorders. Psychopaths can be extremely dangerous at the wrong time. Since psychopaths are responsible for a significant amount of criminal activity, it is important to understand their characteristics and motivations in order to deal with them in a crisis situation, warns Mount in his article Predicting Dangerousness. They are callous, manipulative, and have no empathy. I advise you to proceed with caution when dealing with one. Honestly, just stay away. You never know who their next victim could be.